0: Hello, folks, and welcome to The Farm, a podcast dedicated to culture, parapolitics, politics, and high weirdness in all its many forms. This is your host, Recluse, aka Stephen Snyder, the longtime curator of the Visit Blog and author of A Special Relationship Trump, Epstein, and the Secret History of the Anglo American Establishment. If you like what you hear here today, be sure to check me out at That's visupview.blogspot.com. That's V I S U P V I E W.blogspot.com. And procure a copy of that book and my other works at the Farm's official store, which is at eFarmPodcast.store. That is the Farm Podcast, all one word, dot store. And please consider signing up for the Farm's Patron. You get two additional full-length shows per month. That's between three and four hours of bonus material with exclusive gifts and content. All right, folks, today's guest is a defector from the Unification Church. But he's not the one you're accustomed to hearing on the farm. Don Diligent got this particular show off. Instead, I'm joined by one of the leading authorities on cults active today. He holds a master's degree in counseling psychology from Cambridge College and a doctorate in organizational development and change from Fielding Graduate University School of Leadership Studies. He is a member of the program in psychiatry and the law at Harvard Medical School. After completing his deprogramming from the Mooney cult, he became focused on understanding brainwashing and mind control and came to learn neuro linguistic programming. He was trained as a trainer, but rejected NLP in 1981 when he realized it was immoral and could easily be used to harm people. Finally, he is the founder of Freedom of Mind and author of such works as the classic Combating Cult Mind Control and more recently, The Cult of Trump. Folks, I give you guys the great Dr. Stephen Haston. Stephen, thank you so much for dropping by today, sir.
1: Thank you, Steve. Um, it's been uh, interesting listening to your show, uh, especially I've been. Listening about uh, to your Don Diligence uh, early research on the moon cult, and we've recently connected so thank you for that.
0: Oh absolutely. And, you know Don is such a great guy too. It's, uh, it's uh, very pleasing to see these messages. I uh, get a great, uh, wider audience now. Hmm. Well, as you guys have probably guessed we are going to be talking about cults in today's show. Uh, specifically, we are really going to delve into the Unification Church and uh, one of the schismatic sects that has emerged uh, following the death of Sun, Moon, Moon in 2012. So let us dig in with this. All right, Steve, to start off with, uh, could you just go a little bit into your experiences with the Moonies and what it was like defecting from them?
1: Sure. Uh, so I... Um I was recruited into a front group, the One World Crusade, while a student at Queens College in February of 1974, right after my girlfriend dumped me and three women love-bombed me. And I thought I was gonna get lucky. And I got into a cult (laughs) and became a different person, a radical fascist right-wing person um, and was promoted into leadership. Which uh, and and thanks to my family, I was deprogrammed after a near fate, near fatal van crash. After two and a half years, um, I do want to comment and say that I. I really would like people to refer to the group as the Moon Organization, which is the term that the House Subcommittee Investigation into Foreign uh, Affairs dubbed it in their final report. They said there are hundreds and hundreds of front groups and they're all centrally controlled by Moon. So they preferred the term Moon Organization and many many of these fronts are businesses or political or media or cultural they're not just religious cults uh, religious fronts i should say um and uh when i was deprogrammed i wanted to understand what happened to me so i learned as much as I could about brainwashing and mind control and and persuasion and attitude change and talked to former military intelligence folks who had studied Chinese communist brainwashing and um, who knew it was going to be a career of 45 years and four books and um, but I'm uh, my work is needed more than ever it seems
0: Yes, absolutely, with the uh, direction that things have been going recently. Um, Now, Don has described you to me as public enemy number one for the Unification Church for decades. Uh, Could you just go over a bit for us what it's been like battling the church in such a highly visible fashion for so many years? Or excuse me, the Moon Organization in such a highly visible fashion for so many years? Yeah, so
1: uh, it's interesting, but I... uh... I organized the first group of X moonies uh, started. We called ourselves X members against moon. And we, and I st- set up a, an entity called X moon Inc. And did a newsletter. Um, this was way before the internet. Uh, this is in the seventies before Jonestown even happened. Um, and The group has uh, continued. It still owns the Washington Times. Uh, Moon has died in 2012. His wife, hak john is the figurehead of the main entity, but the two sons, uh, Sean Moon and Justin Moon are in the news, mostly Sean Moon with his rod of iron ministry. That has a crown with bullets, golden bullets uh, in it. And he basically uh, misinterprets the Bible and says that the rod of iron means an AR-15 assault rifle and says we all need guns for God and we need to be um, soldiers for God. And what I'm reading now is that he's going to move his cult from Pennsylvania to Texas, where they are trying to abolish any gun regulations. And that, in fact, they are talking about setting up compounds around the country to train people in, in, in arms to do a violent overthrow of our, of
0: our country. Now, one of the interesting things about that is um, the fact that uh, Sean's brother, Justin Moon, is the uh, the CEO of Car Arms. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have uh, any conception of maybe this is at least partly a cynical ploy to um, also increase their bottom line a little bit in that regard?
1: Oh, I definitely think it's a money making uh, uh, business. But it's more than that, because I, I remember in reading the congressional investigation report, that um, the Moonies were given the, the patent or the license, I'd rather, for making uh, military assault rifles in Korea. That was at the point that America was withdrawing from Vietnam. Um, so there's a whole thing with the guns and, and intelligence that is of great concern. And to, to finish up ask, answering your question about what has it been like to uh, be a public enemy number one, frankly, it's been weird. And, um, but I have felt like I had an obligation as a former leader of the cult um, to speak out. And uh, I was told that Moon actually called me the negative Messiah in one of the meetings when he found out I set up an ex-member support group. I have been threatened, I have been harassed, I have been sued, um, but mostly uh, they've just tried to minimize my existence. And and in some interviews, they said I wasn't even a member of the organization Uh, Or they just try to say, oh, he was in a long time ago. We've changed, which is, you know, just PR. Um, But it's interesting because folks like Don, who left years ago, even even knowing my name uh, didn't seek me out. And I think that speaks to the residual indoctrination or the phobias put in members' minds against enemies. So uh, a lot of folks who have left the Moonies have not read Combating Cult Mind Control or Freedom of Mind or, or Cult of Trump uh, because of what was put inside their heads so many years ago.
0: Now, did you like specifically face any kind of like organized harassment or, you know, what the kids would kind of refer to now as trolling?
1: Um, so I, I, I once the Internet came into existence, um, it was both a positive and then a negative. Um um but my it's hard to say that the moonies specifically were after me i felt a lot more pressure at times from the scientology uh, and from other cults that i have spoken out against uh, i've spoken out against isis i've spoken out against traffickers and pimps uh and and quite a number of other cults um, and, and, of course, since I wrote the Cult of Trump book, then I have lots of people uh, trolling me and, and trying to, uh, you know, undermine my effectiveness at helping people to understand what we're really dealing with.
0: It seems like this is a common uh, tactic used by various cults of different stripes to try to uh, minimalize uh, or discredit their opponents, it's um, fascinating to see how it kind of uh, reinvents itself uh, with each era.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, think about information control, which is one of the four pillars of the byte model of authoritarian control, which is stands for behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. With information control, you want to keep the the cult members indoctrinated, so you have a lot of propaganda stuff being constantly fed to them. But you need to also make people um, avoid critics and former members. You need to demonize them. You need to do ad hominem attacks on them. And to the extent that you can frighten people to shut up and go away, uh, they always try that first. And to which I've always said, the more you do harassment, I'm gonna double my efforts. So, you know, if, if, um, yeah, whenever anything happened, I would go out of my way to make sure they understood that their, uh,
0: their harassment was going to backfire on them. Now, in reading a couple of your uh, books, I was, I was really struck by how pervasive um, new thought is in various cults or the secret or the laws of attraction. It's, it's got a lot of different names, but um, what in your estimation is it about this uh, particular method of just kind of getting people to continuously focus on happy thoughts? Uh, why is it so popular amongst different cults?
1: Um, <clears throat> so the the gist of it is uh, that uh, you create your own reality that, that if you believe something 100%, it's going to magically manifest. Uh, it is used as a thought-stopping device against doubts or questions or make to make people feel bad if they are not getting the results that the cult promised them. It's always the, something wrong with them, their past, their karma. Uh, They're not praying enough, they're not uh, repenting enough or whatever. But the gist of it is to undercut conscience, to undercut critical analytic thinking and reality testing strategies. Um, And I really believe that people should be masters of their own minds and bodies and not look outside themselves for some other person or institution to define what is real uh, for them. And, um, and I'm a big believer in, uh, in avoiding liars and especially narcissist liars because they make up the vast majority of predators and cult leaders
0: in the world. All right, let's get back to the uh, Moon organization here. So uh, what were some of the schisms that emerged after Moon's death in 2012? Like where does the Rod of Iron Ministries kind of fit into that?
1: So one of the big things that affected at least the American membership was the heir apparent to the to the throne was his eldest son, Hyojin Moon, and his wife, Nansuk Hong, Um, uh, went public, wrote a book, was on 60 Minutes, talking about how he was a cocaine addict and he frequented prostitutes and how he even kicked her in the belly when she was pregnant with their child. And in the book, she talked about even confronting Sun Young Moon for his many sexual dalliances um, with, with women. And his, his justification that it was providential affairs that he had to do these sexual things, which is completely opposite the ideology. The divine principle is the doctrine. Um, so that caused a lot of people to exit the group um, even before Moon died. Moon was getting more and more senile uh, as he got older. Um, and... Um, When he died, there was, in fact, a big schism. The two sons, Justin and Sean, to my understanding, uh, had access to billions of dollars of assets. So there was a lot of legal wrangling going back and forth. And uh, I'm not sure if the legal wrangling is even finished. But uh, it's clear that Sean Moon likes to be referred to as the king like he's the heir apparent to Sun Myung Moon and not his mother, uh, Hak Jahan. Um, but it's important to note that May 8th, Hak Jahan had a three hour virtual conference and uh, Michael Pence, former VP was there and Pompeo, the former Secretary of State in the Trump administration, even Newt Gingrich was there. So there's lots of money and lots of political uh, juice and power, even though she was saying that Christianity has utterly failed. um, uh, People in the Christian right, uh, like Pompeo and Pence, um, um, don't think twice about
0: associating themselves with the moon cult. How is it that the Christian right, in your estimation, has really rationalized this this connection for decades now? Um, It's just very strange to me. It's very strange to me,
1: too. It uh, makes no sense other than they want power and they want money. Um, I do remember Moon, uh, I think, gave two or three million dollars to help Jerry Falwell out when he was having some financial difficulties, and Jerry Falwell, you know, should have said, uh, thanks for the money, but you're not the Messiah. Jesus is
0: the Messiah. But he didn't. He was happy to take the money. Now, one of the things that Don has kind of um, indicated to us in some of his conversations about the Moon organization is that there uh, was a type of sexual abuse practiced in the um, outfit. Um, I mean, was that anything you ever got indications of?
1: Well, uh, there there are uh, people from the very beginning that have talked about Moon having sex with multiple females, uh, students, disciples. And when I was a leader, I was told this was all just communist propaganda against father. When I got out of the cult, I actually came to understand no, it was actually quite true, Um, and um, and so I can tell you the theory of the divine principle, you know, that underlines his rationalization of why he needs to have sex with women. Uh, essentially, he says that the Garden of Eden creation story that Lucifer had sex with Eve before she. Reached adulthood, she seduced Adam, and so it was Satan's seed that interfered with God's plan for a perfect race. And the whole goal of human history was to purify the blood lineage, um, which took thousands of years. And Jesus came back uh, sinless, but um, was supposed to marry and have sinless children and take the Jews uh, and march on Rome and take over the world, but he failed his mission because John the Baptist didn't follow him and bring all the disciples. So moon had to come thousands of years later to fulfill Jesus's failed mission. And so if you think about it, well, if Eve seduced Adam, you know, for Satan, then, you know, perfect Adam would need to use his his special uh, instrument to purify women's vaginas in order to have this pure blood lineage thing. I'd say that would be the my guess at the rationalization for why he needed to have providential sex with all these women.
0: Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, well, it is fascinating the uh, rationalizations that uh, religious messiahs come up with for this type of thing.
1: Yeah, and I can say, Steve, that, that cult leaders are after three basic things, power, money, and sex. And there are very few uh, cults that I'm aware of where the leader wasn't interested in sex with the followers, uh, male or female but they all want power and control over other human beings. And they almost all want a lot of money because it gives them more power over more people.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, you can see why sexual abuse is so pervasive too, because it's, you know, it's such an effective way to gain psychological control over somebody. Mm Exactly. Exactly. All right, so let's get back to car arms here for a second. Uh, do you know what kind of weapons that they specialize in manufacturing? Is it like small arms or, you know, uh, more military-type weapons?
1: My understanding is that they, they created a lightweight um, pocket pistol that uh, was capable of multiple bullets being fired. Uh, so that's my understanding, is that that's what they're best known for. But honestly, I've spent... No time investigating them because I have bigger, bigger issues on my mind
0: than the Mooney guns. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's get into Sean Moon and his involvement at the, um, the insurrection on uh, January 6th in the Capitol. Uh, what was your take on all of that? So, um, very upsetting.
1: Um, I actually got a... Uh, uh, a copy of one of his tweets from a colleague in Japan uh, that he was there. That was the first uh, time I learned that the Moonies were there. I later found out that at least one busload uh, uh, went to the Capitol. But he was basically tweeting that it was Antifa that was behind all the violence. And that was echoed by the Mooney newspaper. Uh, the Washington Times, that it was Antifa, not all the Trump supporters that were uh, storming the Capitol. Um, And, you know, when I looked at the footage, I thought to myself, you know, I'm so glad my family hired people to deprogram me in 1976 because I was so fanatical I would have died on command or killed on command if I was told we have to storm the Capitol and kill Mike Pence, you know, and I was handed a gun to do it. I I know that I would have done it because I was trained not to have doubts. I was trained um, to believe that any doubt or hesitation to uh, order by my central figures would allow satanic entities to invade me a la Exorcist movie, which I was actually taken to with 100 or so other Moonies uh, and uh, was shown the movie in 1974. And then Moon actually gave a speech about how God made this movie. And this movie was a prophecy of what would happen if you left the church. And it was only recently, Steve, that I learned that the man who wrote the book and was involved with the movie uh, was an intelligence yeah, person,
0: yes, yes. I believe he was an OSS veteran, I believe. Yeah,
1: I was like, Oh, okay. And and it was one of the first time subliminals, were yes. I was about to ended. say, and the
0: subliminals were used in it too. Um, so was that, that film like really popular in the moon organization? Is that like the only time that he had followers watch it?
1: Uh, that I know of. I mean, we were taken to Greenwich Village to an actual theater when it was still in the in the movie theaters. And we took over the theater and watched it and then went up to, to the estate in Tarrytown where he gave that lecture that night. And it definitely installed phobias in my mind. And phobias are irrational fears. Um, Growing up as a Uh, conservative Jew. I didn't believe in Satan. I didn't believe in entities, satanic evil entities at all. Um, But, you know, sleeping three to four hours a night and working seven days a week, no vacations, cut off from my family and friends and any other critical information about the group. I believed it all.
0: Yes, I mean, it's it's just amazing. I mean, the, the variety of methods that some of these groups will employ, but I mean, certainly you do see certain ones used over and over again, um, especially the constant, you know, working. I mean, it seems pretty much the norm in a lot of major cults. Uh, they try to get members to work at least 12 or 14 hours a day or something like that. It's a minimal amount of food just Anything that keeps you, you know, disoriented.
1: Yeah, keep people busy, distracted, disoriented. Um, And uh, I just want to state categorically that cults, modern day cults, use movies like The Matrix and used imagery, you know, of red pilling.
0: Like Club uh, would be like another big one. Yeah.
1: yeah so i mean the what what i want your listeners to understand is that the people who got get recruited um are deceptively recruited they don't know what they're getting into they're given a uh, an image or a front group or something and then it's a systematic indoctrination and dismantling of your sense of self and a recreation and rebirth into a new sense of self um, and that um, it's, it's an error to think that people in cults are stupid or weak or from bad families or don't have an education because I had a very normal childhood no trauma uh, no abuse uh, extra honor student um, loving family lived in the same house our whole lifetime uh but you know i was situationally vulnerable due to uh my girlfriends and i was you know not understanding how cults recruit and, and operate and uh i think it's we're living in a day where everyone needs to understand how uh, authoritarian cults operate and all the different front groups they use and people need to ask very pointed direct questions and do independent research about whatever source of influence they're allowing in their life be very careful that you're not listening to people with hidden agendas
0: absolutely and i mean you know i think it's also important to point out too the sort of stereotype that cults typically uh, target marginal individuals in society. I mean, in my research, that really doesn't seem to be the case at all. And point of fact, a lot of uh, the more successful cults at least tend to target VIPs, successful people, Nexium, the Church of Scientology, moral rearmament. I mean, a lot of these uh, groups never really had many followers, but um, the ones that they did attract had money and um, access effectively.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they, 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 They uh, deliberately identify key people and go after them. And in this day and age, the danger is that so much uh, private data has been collected on citizens and is available for purchase that if a cult wants to go after a particular person, they can understand what are the likely buttons that will need to be pushed and in what sequence to likely make it effective to get somebody in
0: that person's life and to um, recruit them and indoctrinate them. Yeah, I mean, that's just a terrifying prospect. I mean, in a post-Cambridge Analytica world, certainly.
1: Yeah, exactly. And back in the, when I was recruiting people, we depended on asking questions in person (laughs) to find out the person's background as a Mooney leader, I was taught to uh categorize potential recruits as thinkers, feelers, doers, or believers.
0: So you and, did a personality profile on them then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean it was very crude. But if if someone was a believer, then we talked religiously and you know, encourage them to pray or, uh, you know, uh, talk about the Bible. Whereas if someone's a doer, we talk about all the problems in the world and how nobody's addressing them. And we are, we, the cult, are. And uh, feelers, we would just, like, praise the person and love bomb the person, make them feel special, like they're part of a a small family. And for the uh, intellectuals, which I would say was more my my frame, it was this appeal that we are going to unify science and religion. And we have these science conferences with Nobel laureates who are interested in in helping the planet by um, coming up with uh, a more robust understanding of what is and how the world works, etc. So, and a lot of a lot of uh, false quotes from famous people I might add are used. So Einstein quotes and other other things that Einstein never said,
0: or selectively edited ones that's another common tactic too. Yeah, exactly. Alright, well, let's get back to uh, Rod of Iron Ministries here. So, um, yeah, there is just uh, been a lot of interesting stuff with this compound uh, that they acquired in Waco or near Waco rather describe it as uh, symbolically loaded would be an understatement, um, but in brief, what are your thoughts on Liberty Rock and some of the more troubling aspects of it that you've observed already?
1: Just, you know, the, the the recipe of disaster with an authority figure who claims that he's doing God's will, you know, with uh, the totalist black and white, all or nothing good versus evil ideology, uh, the dependency and obedience, the, the, the control of information, and then the weaponizing of people. I mean, I remember when I was in the cult in the 70s singing a song called Heavenly Soldiers for God. And it was this inculcation through musical songs um, into our minds that we were fighting Satan on earth. And if it wasn't for us, Satan would rule and God was counting on us. And so I worry greatly that the moon cult is going to be used. A lot of people won't join Uh, Sean's rod of iron ministry in the sense of worshiping him as as the king, but the indoctrination that there's this, you know, evil cabal of satanic traffickers and and communists and maybe even space aliens, I don't know what they're telling members at the moment, internally, but it's this this mindset that that the people in power are so evil and so corrupt and only they can help uh, overthrow this evil government. That's what I really worry about is the the guns and the violence. What was your take
0: on the, I think it was the blessing ceremony that they did for this compound on uh, April 20th. obviously that date has a, a lot of interesting associations connected to it
1: no so, um, i obviously object to the term blessing but for your listeners what that means is a mass wedding ceremony typically when moon was alive he would assign people to marry one another you and you you and you and you get five to ten minutes to decide if you accept god's choice for you um But, um, and and again, it's about racism. It's about purifying uh, 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 blood lineage. And of course, the Koreans are the master race. And when presumably when the Moonies take over, we'll all speak Korean and all religions and all other other, um, um, languages will be abolished. so, I mean, my, I, I don't really know a lot of details about what happened at the compound. I just know that the recruitment of people like Timothy McVeigh, who did the bombing um, of the federal building in Oklahoma City, because of how the ATF and FBI uh, uh, overreached viol- violently with David Koresh and his cult of the Branch Davidians, I have no doubt that they are wanting to tap into those um, psychic, you know, vibes that um, the government's evil and we need guns to protect ourselves from their evil government.
0: Another interesting thing that I uh, had noted with Sean Moon is he seems to have become really um, obsessed with motorcycle gangs in the last couple of months or so, um, which again is is really interesting in light of um, Waco's peculiar history, let us just say. Um, in 2015, there was just um, an epic shootout between Waco police and various uh, one percenter motorcycle clubs like the banditos and so forth. Um, Several people were killed. I think it involved like 200 bikers plus uh, law enforcement officers. So it was, um, you know, almost like something out of like the Old West or something like that. And um, now he's apparently trying to meet with, uh, you know, some of these biker gangs in the surrounding area and so forth. Um, You know, any thoughts on all this?
1: Uh, You're telling me something I was not aware of, Steve, but it makes perfect sense to try to recruit other groups and to form alliances. And the Moonies have a lot of money, so it's not out of the playbook at all for Sean to have a meeting with the leader of a biker gang and, uh, you know, make a deal and give them lots of money and make promises of how they're going to uh, have more power in the future when they destroy the current government. And and uh, it's very worrisome. It worries me that, that cults like the Moonies recruit in jails or that they're recruiting vets who are disillusioned and upset about what's happened, for example, with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. There's a lot of people who, who served there on multiple tours, lost friends there, and um, I would suspect are feeling like it was a waste of their
0: time and energy Well, let's get into something that you've been alluding to which is the real you know possibility that we might be seeing waco 2.0 unfolding before our eyes which uh you know i think is a very valid concern and I mean certainly uh there have been indications under the Biden administration the ATF is going to be beefed up a little bit there's you know obviously a lot of controversy now surrounding uh Shipman I think his name is who's up for the director of the ATF uh, you know a lot of it's nonsense but I mean he has made a few interesting statements um in regards to Waco um, and then on top of that there's the whole aspect of um you know the brothers or the one brother being a ceo of an arms uh factory or manufacturer uh that's one of the reasons why i was actually curious about what type of weapons that they were you know building because i mean if they did have access to a considerable amount of assault rifles or something like that i mean that would no i think they make
1: assault rifles and i think that my recollection was that they bought the patent for the thompson submachine gun even i don't know if they're manufacturing them but they have the they own the rights to manufacture it
0: i mean it really almost seems like he's deliberately trying to provoke another waco or something to that effect
1: i think that the 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 the, the unfortunately the uh, armed uprising in the streets is what the enemies of american democracy are are hoping for and to recruit and indoctrinate people to believe that the current administration is illegitimate and they have to rise up and overthrow it is what i'm hearing from flynn
0: um publicly i mean do you think that um sean moon is you know essentially an unstable individual who's being manipulated into some of these strange moves that he's been making lately? Or is this just a, a certain kind of fanaticism that's just now coming out on him?
1: Um, well, he was raised in a mind control cult by a malignant narcissist, his father. Um, so he's not a normal, stable, secure person anyway. But I've always had the um, belief ever since I read the congressional report, that you know, the CIA set up the Korean CIA and the founder of the Korean CIA during this investigation said under oath that he, quote, organized and utilized the Unification Church for use as a political tool, unquote. And my understanding was that in that period of the Cold War, There was so much concern about North Korean brainwashing of their own citizens and South Korean government was unstable, there had been two coups that the KCIA had to be established and they needed to come up with a proxy group, which turned out to be my former cult to uh, do political re-education of South Korean dissonance. So they were a, an MK Ultra 2.0, in my opinion, uh, operation in South Korea, and then later brought to other countries, including the United States and uh, to counter the anti-Vietnam War movement. And I was recruited on the campuses of Queens College and I founded their front group at Queens College after I had dropped out of school. I actually went and started a student club, CARP, uh, at Queens College at the order of the group. So to answer your question, I, I think that that Sean Moon is being um, manipulated by more powerful uh, forces and not just that he's a, a lone rogue cult person.
0: Yeah, that is uh, certainly a very disturbing uh, possibility, but I think something that has to be seriously considered. Yep. Well, let's uh, step back here for a moment and look at the bigger bigger picture. Um, In going through your books, it seemed evident to me that one of the, the greatest appeals of a cult is the sense of community that it engenders in an individual And that seems especially dangerous in 2021. Mainstream religions, the family, and other institutions that have historically provided us with community are breaking down all around us. And obviously, there are a lot of reasons for that. But, um, you know, on top of that, you throw in the lockdowns and you're left with a tremendous amount of lonely and isolated people out there. Uh, Do you see this loss of community as an underlying factor in the rise of something like QAnon?
1: Yeah, I, I do. But I want to point out that it's my operating thesis that there is deliberate infiltration of, um, of organizations uh, to polarize Americans against each other further. So um, to set up a, you know, uh, neo-Nazi meeting and 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 rile up white identity people and recruit them into that while riling up you know Jews and and uh, uh, black citizens uh, against them. They want conflict. They want people to be afraid. They want people to. Um, regress to a sense of identity politics, as opposed to, you know, America, the country where people can come from to escape persecution and authoritarianism and, and make a life for themselves where they're safe. Um, so I, I definitely believe that what's happening is a very deliberate, organized effort to uh and it's been operating for decades to undo america's power and prestige and, and power in the world
0: well i think certainly too to discredit the government i mean that's really you know i think when you look at a lot of the fourth generation warfare stuff mm-hmm. uh, people like Troy and skamanachi have uh you know written so much or spoken so much about i mean you can definitely see the long-term consequences of it uh just the, you know, delegitimization of government and the state.
1: Yeah, and the Christian right that William Linds linked with, with Paul Weirich, is a very important uh, linkage here. And this rewriting of history, that saying that the Constitution was supposed to undo the separation of church and state when it was exactly the opposite. (laughs) You know, and to try to make this into a Christian country, and it's not. It was deliberately meant to be a secular government that represented everybody, including minorities
0: what about like the rise of things like um you know new thought and what have you um it, it just kind of seems like in a lot of ways people are more vulnerable now to cold indoctrination than uh, they had been in previous eras i mean do you think uh, obviously i mean there's the whole component with the you know the christian right but i mean is it also the rise of maybe some of these fringe ideologies that sort of um prep people let's just say for cold indoctrination
1: I think the bigger issue is uh, the invention of the internet and digital devices, including smartphones, is more is more the big change agent of why things are the way they are. Um, the human brain was not has not evolved to be in a digital environment. And we've only been in a digital environment for the last 20, 30 years. And we still, um, you know, are adapting to it. With the pandemic and people had needing to be socially isolated, uh, it's made a lot of people so anxious and so afraid. Uh, And so addicted, you know, the platforms are designed to make us um, um, to be sticky and to stay on their platform so they can make more revenue and such. And um, I'm just going to share one quick thing that I learned. I read a journal article about how a person could be playing a video game online with a complete stranger. Uh, But after 15 minutes of playing with a complete stranger, their brain starts showing signs of that this is a friend. And so our brains are getting hacked. They're getting tricked into letting down our normal guard and our, our own boundaries because we're doing this thing online. Uh, furthermore, I can say that there's just been extreme amount of research with neuroscience and subliminals and hypnosis online that, um, that the public just doesn't understand. And uh, a lot of people are, are um, being subjected to trance states without understanding what's happening to them or that there may be a, a hidden agenda behind it to either get money or power or sex from them.
0: Yes. I mean, that's a very good point. Um, I was actually just interviewing Lestat um, who had worked with Thomas Schoenberger and Cicada 3301 and uh, had some of his work co-opted for the early Q stuff. But I mean, yeah, he was uh, he was very emphatical about how some of the videos that they had constructed had used uh, these subliminal techniques and so forth. Um, yeah, I watched. I'm going to
1: interrupt of- you. Forgive me, Steve. But yeah. Okay. Um, Jim Stewartson, the, uh, one of the original developers of alternate reality gaming, um, and who I did a TEDx uh, with, uh, with Dave Troy and, uh, and uh, Desiree Kane, um called Dismantling QAnon. He actually showed me a five minute clip uh, about Cicada 3301. Uh, that was inserted into a video game called Assassin's Creed. And he, and and I watched it and listened to it. And I, it was a hypnotic induction is what it was and hypnotic programming. Um, And, uh, and and again, like who's tracking, who's doing what, where, and, and just it, it 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 begs more scientific research, because I think what we're going to find out, uh, as we do analyze this, is that there's a lot of of um, psychological emotional manipulation that's being done on people without their awareness.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean to me that's the especially when it comes to Cicada three three zero one. I mean that's what's so you know uh, just. Absolutely sinister about it is uh, it's effectively training people, you know, how to use cryptography, how to hack all of this kind of stuff. Uh, it's essentially creating a digital army in a sense, uh, but the people doing it who are participating in this arc, they're not aware in a lot of cases that they're even being turned into soldiers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you're building an army uh, that's completely unaware of what's being done to them.
1: Yep. And uh... I think we'll find out in the future that Michael Flynn was involved and Peter Thiel was involved and Eric Prince was involved and Stone and Bannon and a whole bunch of other actors who, again, want to um, disrupt and control the world.
0: I mean, certainly going forward, you know, we have the prospect of uh, potentially weaponized AI, or perhaps even more insidious augmented reality, uh, you know, which is another technology that they've really been working with with Magic Leap, um, though, also, it's, you know, again, majorly supported by the defense community as well. Um, so, in your estimation, what do we have to do going forward to, to break out of this cycle? So, I mean,
1: the, 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 uh, an important point I want to make is that, you know, you can use fire to cook your food and heat your home, or you can use it to burn down buildings and roast people alive that you don't like. And, and so the technology can be used for good to help people, or it can be used to harm um, where I've come to after 45 years of activism is a position of saying we need to have uh, worldwide uh, uh, education about how to tell the difference between legitimate ethical influence and unethical influence. So to that, to that end, that was what I did my doctoral dissertation on, in specific, the law. And I use my influence continuum um, from ethical to unethical um, and try to spell out very specific criteria um, and use the bite model, controlling behavior, information, thoughts, and emotions, and all of the variables in each one of those pillars. And with those things, you can determine something is an authoritarian cult. Uh, versus a legitimate cult, or a benign cult, or even a productive cult, where you have informed consent, you have the right to question and get direct answers, you can read whatever you want to read, talk to whoever you want to talk to, and exit if you're not happy anymore, without coercion or threats of harassment. And we want everyone to become citizens of the world, and realize that You know, other human beings, including members of their own family, perhaps, unless they understand how to tell and how to do their due diligence to to uh, understand what's a credible source of information versus a nefarious source of information or disinformation. Um, Without that knowledge, uh, where I don't see any hope for the future. Well, if I could, so, interject- because we do have AI, and we are addicted to our phones and our platforms.
0: Well, I mean, if I could interject, though, but I mean, doesn't it put a lot of uh, pressure, though? I think more so on the legacy media uh, to try to get back to higher standards. I mean, I know, uh, just in the alternative media, a common criticism that's uh, you know levied against the legacy media is how they handled the you know whole case of weapons of mass destruction with uh, a pretext for the Iraqi war. Obviously, these claims are rather dubious on um, 2021, to put it mildly, and it's, you know, it's kind of a black eye to the legacy media. Um, and I think you could probably point to a lot of the other instances of that, especially going into the 21st century, it does kind of seem like the the integrity that we kind of associate with the press uh, in the early Cold War era has really lapsed. And I mean, certainly some of this is due to fourth generation warfare efforts and so forth. But I mean, the media has dropped the ball at a few crucial moments as well. 100% and I wanna add that I
1: believe that cults have infiltrated the media just as they've had members infiltrate at high levels the, the mainstream or legacy media as, as they have infiltrated in police forces and military establishments and in law schools etc um and and so i've been very frustrated with the media uh i used to be called on all the time by the media for cult stories and it wasn't until uh, the insurrection attempt on January 6th, and then when Biden was actually inaugurated, that I started getting calls about my book, The Cult of Trump. Like it, they were they were afraid. I had one or two or three uh cable show interviews, but everybody was afraid to cover it. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, yeah, it really is like a cult, isn't it? But even now it's uh the media is like, we don't want to use the word cult. Okay, so don't use it. Let's talk about authoritarianism. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about complete black and white, all or nothing good versus evil thinking, where you are unable to use critical analytic faculties, where you're not able to look at evidence or lack of evidence, uh, and where people are operating out of, out of fear and, you know, so who is at fault? Well, I definitely blame our intelligence agencies. I mean, they helped set up my cult, the one that recruited an American citizen, yours truly, that's still operating a newspaper in our nation's capital. Huh? Huh? And Moon was put to sent to jail for thirteen months with with a felony conviction, but he can own own a newspaper in America's capital, huh? And I'm waiting for a representative from the CIA to say, "Yeah, people can be made, uh, can be recruited and indoctrinated to become soldiers for a cult." Of course, you know, yes. It is, it is possible to have Manchurian candidates created, but they're, they're not saying anything. And I they think they're afraid to. And going further, I'd say there's a lot of powerful businesses that rely on advertising and they don't want the public to be educated to all the different social psychological methods and techniques that are being used to get people to, uh, to buy products.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like we've been discussing these subliminals, I mean, they can be very effective in getting people to buy soap, but I mean, you know, they can also potentially push an unstable person over the edge and uh, go do something that's uh, unfortunate for society at large.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to see, unfortunately, more people driven to
0: acts of violence with guns. Yes, certainly. Um, it's, a, it's a very terrifying prospect going forward. Uh considering uh, what we know about the the forces behind QAnon and so forth, and obviously with the situation that's developing in uh, Texas right now with uh, the Rod of Iron Ministries. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I want to not miss the chance to just say that uh, people in the cult of Trump and QAnon, they all uniformly think Putin and Russia is a benign or even benevolent force. And they need to understand that that Putin would never allow Russians to have guns. Citizens have guns, much less assault rifles? Are you joking? Not a chance. But let's fund the NRA and let's, you know, make it about our personal freedoms that we need to stockpile the weapons. Like what? Huh? Yeah.
0: It's um. It's just absolutely incredible, and you know, also too. I mean, there's the you know kind of ongoing use of, I mean, a lot of the militia culture for arms trafficking. Uh, I'm kind of thinking specifically the civilian material assistance outfit from the Iran Contra era, and um, you know that obviously brings up some interesting implications with the car arms and that type of thing as well.
1: Yeah, the 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 Moonies were involved with funding around Contra and Ali North and. the the moonies have a lot of history to account for that is
0: anti-democratic certainly and um hopefully we will get the opportunity to uh expose much more of that in the future um i guess we should wrap up here now i know you've got a lot of things to do today i just want to add if i may steve
1: because i know you mentioned schoenberger and we mentioned nlp a little bit and just say that that Milton Erickson, who was a, a, an accredited psychiatrist. And oh, yeah, the, he
0: was what the grandfather of NLP kind of wrote. Well,
1: he was the founder of process-oriented hypnosis that Bandler and Grinder studied and created the frame or the, the model known as NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. But Erickson was involved and contacted by the CIA about hypnosis in the fifties.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, with Art. Yeah, he was um, approached by Artichoke Project, Artichoke. A yeah. Um, Esther Brooke, I think his name was um, the other really big hypnotist uh, from that era. Right. So the the the
1: the, the key thing to understand about um, NLP is that if you are an ethical person and you understand the mo- the, the 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 models and the techniques you're never going to abuse other people, but if you wanna make money or have sex or whatever, you can uh, manipulate people outside of their range of, of awareness and get them to do horrible things, including raping them and giving them amnesia to the rape. And if you Google hypnosis plus sex or NLP plus sex, you can find actual websites and businesses that are willing to 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 teach people this and there's no law against this really
0: that's part of my
1: frustration this is criminal activity and has no regulation
0: yeah that that's just absurd
1: (laughs) it's it's very dangerous and again we need to understand we're human beings we adapt to our environments we have a lot of unconscious uh, heuristics that we operate with on a moment to moment basis, and that it actually takes a lot more time and effort and energy to analyze things critically and think them through. But that's what people need to develop that muscle (laughs) on how to analyze and not just go with quick Unconscious heuristics, because your your, your heuristics can be hacked And, and things like the exorcist and fear of evil spirits can be inserted into your brain unconsciously and influence your behavioral choices
0: absolutely i mean it's you know i think that's one of the things a lot of people underestimate is the power of memes and things of that uh, nature because i mean they're seen as uh, simplistic but that's kind of the point you know they get into your subconscious much more easily that way exactly for example fake news it's a loaded term
1: right and so you, you, someone has presented some factual evidence like th- that Biden won the election and it was certified by every single state. And then somebody says, oh, that's fake news. And it t- is a
0: thought stopping device. Or uh, Hillary subsists on adrenochrome. Yeah. Or is a reptile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have David Icke, I suppose, to think for a lot of those uh, tropes. Mm. Well, sir, I guess we should uh, wrap up for now. Um, Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure having this conversation.
1: You're very welcome. Yeah, and people can come to freedomofmind.com and I have a lot of blogs, a lot of free videos. I have a course that's on Udemy for three and a half hours if you want to know cult basics. And uh, um, I'm on Twitter at cultexpert and Instagram is cultexpert if anybody wants to follow my daily um comments and
0: activism and be sure to check uh, check out steve's books as well especially the uh, most recent one the cult of trump uh it's very insightful in terms of uh, what is going on presently thank you steve continued success <laughs> well on that note we should wrap up for now as always thank you guys for listening and good night and good luck to you all